All right, welcome back to part two of the three-part series of Schweier Ho. Here we go. So you've touched on customer service a few times. I know from just deep researching and reading up Amazon, the way they stood out was strictly customer service. Do you think that is one of those, even if you're generic, want to be like um, Amazon or eBay, the fact that your customer service is very top-notch, anything the customer needs is going to be that helpful, discerning um, like niche for the person? I think for Amazon, you know, they're obviously a, a giant. You know, their, their method is, you know, a lot of things that they're available. They make it easy. They make it logistic. Uh, but for, you know, business and other business out there, I do value customer service a lot. You know, I couldn't tell you how many times, you know, I try to call uh, a company, you know, maybe a technical problem or something that just, you know, maybe didn't work for us. When I call them, you know, I, I get put on hold or you have to hold for like an hour because before talking to a human being. And sometimes you get transferred to a, a out of the country a call center, which they just repeat. Uh, their policy on their website. So we get really frustrated. And then even though we're a small client, maybe we're just one customer, they don't probably won't affect. But then these are the things that, you know, will, will change a brand. If you get enough people that uh, don't like you and have a horrible experience, uh, people will find an alternative, you know, for, for that, for that reason. Yeah. So in general, just focusing on the client, making sure they're happy and comfortable try not to leave them on the line more than like 30 minutes kind of thing. And it, it will greatly improve your uh, branding from there. Yeah, it, de it depends on the business, you know, for again, speaking on a small business, think about when you call that person, that person picks up in the second ring and then they answer your question compared to if you're trying to find, you know, your uh, customer service rep, you leave a message, you email them twice, they don't re respond to you. And then when they respond, uh, they just uh, copy you know, their policies from the website. How would that make you feel? Which would you rather to be option A or option B? Option A all the way. I've, at least I feel human, not a number. Right. Yeah. Um, actually, interesting, speaking of customer service. So I bought an electric bike like two years ago and even though my warranty is up, I still email customer service and they are willing to help me kind of thing. They're like, you, you've bought our bike. Like, how can we help you? Because recently the tire bent and I'm like, how do I fix this kind of thing? And it's just, it's the greatest feeling in the world because it's like technically their warranty is up. So they don't technically have to help me anymore, but they want to. And it's, it's brilliant. I, now I refer everyone to that bike company that I can. See, by, by doing that, they are turning you to the brand's advocate. So, you know, you are willingly to engage, refer people to the brand just by spending maybe the, the, the time that it takes to solve your problem. Maybe they didn't really fix it, but then by then spending the time and willingly trying to help you, uh, you become loyal to that uh, company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, it's... It's one of those, I remember someone saying it to me a long time ago, um, and it's just, we all want attention um, and affirmations kind of thing. Yeah, we were just one client that they have, but then if a company can make uh, their customer feel like they are the only client that they serve, 
then you know that's a winning strategy. You know, there we we've been on too many uh, businesses and you know too many call center that they just treating us as you know client number one two three four five and whatever seven digits that they have. Like we don't feel appreciated. You know, even though we're a small client with a small order, we want to be appreciated. Even if we're buying a five dollar coffee, we wanted to be. Uh, treated as you know the, the only client that is you know relevant to them right now. So uh, as a business, you know there are ways that you can do that. And if you think more customer oriented, like think about you know go, the golden rule. You want to be uh, you know treating others as how you be, want to be treated. How would you want the customer experience be when you are ordering something? That is exactly how you should develop and. Uh, in your company to to help client when they're trying to, you know, maybe they're complaining or maybe they're saying um, they are not happy with the product. Address it quickly. You know, give you an example for all the clients that we have helped. Uh, when I know that they received the product within two days, I'll send send out an email to check in to make sure that it's everything uh, all right. Are you happy with the product that you receive? You know, sometimes they will say. No, they will say, you know, it was late or it was something damaged or whatever that might be. We try to address that right away because we know that we could drag on and we can blame or we can show them the policy. We can show them, you know, this is, you know, all within spec. Then sometimes we are right. But then what that would do is, you know, you create clients that are not happy. And if we are unhappy, there are so many ways online right now that could, they can leave you a bad review. Uh, they're going to tell all their uh, friends about you know their experience. Uh, instead, if you're trying to fix it, even though you cannot fix the exact thing that they're trying to do, then but it shows that you appreciate uh, their business. You know, you're trying to do a thing that works right for them. So that could mean a lot down the line, and you'd be surprised that even though that they might not be happy with the result, but then they do appreciate that you reach out to them and try to fix it uh, promptly and not, you know, wait for the call. Uh, the last thing you want to do is to wait for the call, you know, like a week later. Now they're really angry about you. Yeah. And like you said earlier, wow, there's so many ways now to kind of mess someone's business up online, like Yelp, uh, Google reviews, Facebook groups. All they are is a quick couple punches and you have an account and you can say whatever you want. Yeah, and people would do an entire YouTube video to talk about how bad you are. <laughs> yes, and it costs them nothing other than the time to record it. Yeah, um, but then if you if you do it right, you know, so after I follow up, so if I know that they're happy with uh, the product and services, then I'll ask them for a referral. You know, so that's a good time to ask a referral when is when they purchase the product. So they likely think about, uh, you know, maybe a friend, a colleague that might be able to benefit from uh, your uh, business. Then I'm getting referral from my actual client who in turn tell the referral uh, that, you know, I've just finished the project. I, I loved it. Look at this. And then uh, I'll ask them for a review, a nice review. So, uh, I think this is part of the reason that uh, we are able to, you know, keep a client is because we uh, engage them, you know, even after they purchase. A lot of company will spend, you know, ten, fifteen dollar, even if you're a competitive industry, twenty dollar uh, per click on Google, right, for your keyword. But then they won't spend a lot of money, or they will spend zero money to retain a client. So it's kind of 
interesting when I look at it. You know, they will spend client spend money to get a client, but then if you're if you're a repeat client, then you don't really have to engage them as much. They will just buy from you because they're happy with what you have and they're happy with the experience. But a lot of companies don't think about that. No, no, it's it's just get in, get the sale, get out kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And but but then you don't have to spend as much to keep your current client happy. And you know, if it in the right moment, uh, you can ask them for referrals. So they might have friends or colleagues who already see what they were doing. They're kind of interested. But then if you prompt them to give you, uh, you know, some suggestion to connect with, then you might be able to get more business that way for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and the word of mouth is the most powerful marketing of them all, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so. For the marketing for word of mouth, how would would you encourage it? Kind of like you've been alluding to a lot of action, a lot of follow up emails and calls. But how would someone like me, who's just starting out, do this? We just um, just like the average Joe kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I would suggest you know, even though a lot of people think Chamber of Commerce is uh, outdated, I would still uh, suggest people to join. Uh, their local chamber, or find an association in your industry, you know, to network with other professional. What I would encourage people who just started is to, uh, depending on your industry, you want to find uh, what I call a power partner. For example, in my industry, you know, I target, you know, when people go to trade show, when they go to events, uh, then what a power partner for me will be an event planner. So they plan for events or sometimes our partner with graphic designer because they design the logo that will be put onto the product that people buy or uh, even a business coach. They might, you know, see a business client that they have where they're able to grow to a certain level that might need my product. So these are, you know, power partner are, you know, people that have mutual client as you do, but then you don't, you're not in the uh, competing uh, uh, business. So, the more power partner that you have and they trust you and they like you, the more uh, referral-based business that you can count on to have because whenever a graphic designer design a logo, then obviously the company will want to print it on something. That's why they design a logo. So this is, will be a, a perfect match you know, for my industry. So think about what type of power partner uh, that you can find and do uh, take action and reach out to them today. Right. Yeah, it's... It's one thing I, I like. I do martial arts, so my martial arts instructor's been doing his thing for like thirty years. I think he's told me, but he's told me that he's like, the trick is not what you know, but who you know, and how you both can leverage each other to benefit and get ahead. Mm-hmm. So, like for for example, martial art, you know, uh, will maybe a good uh, connection with um, local equipment center. So obviously we they serve the same uh, you know client base and then they can they can refer each other or uh, you know maybe sometimes you get dinged up in you know martial art maybe a massage therapist will help or maybe sometimes a chiropractor will help <laughs> in an extreme example yeah. so think about you know in your circle uh, who are the profession that the mutual client will probably engage with and then you know introduce yourself to those power partner and then, you know, get to know who they are and try to do good first, uh, refer people that they want. So in return, next time when people uh, ask for something that your company can do, your partner will send them your way. 
Right. Yeah, that's one thing. He um, funny. He has all those. He has a, a, a chiropractic lady and a massage lady. He refers everyone to that gets banged up. But what he also does, which I couldn't figure out till recently, with COVID and all that, he can't do it. He goes to public events. He buys a booth and he just sits there and just shows everyone martial arts kind of thing as they're drinking their like forty ounce big gulp and uh, uh, the chili cheese fries. And some of them, he's like. The, the person I would think never would sign up signs up because it was like a childhood dream. And it just so happened that I showed them everything they wanted and there it is kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, your, your master is smart, you know, <laughs> he is, you know, he has a power partner and then he engaged with uh, the communities because, uh, you know, people um, don't know, maybe they're thinking about, you know, that service at the same time, but then if you keep on, be in front of people, then, you know, you get the brand awareness. And he uh, became the expert in the martial art industry. Because if you are the best master in the world, but nobody knows about you, then nobody knows about you. Right. If no one's talking about you, then how do they know about you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, that was one of the biggest takeaways, because I just I was young, impatient. I'm like, why do we need to go here? Like, why do I need to do this? And he's like, even if I get one client, even though I paid a thousand dollars, he's like, if I wait like three years at a hundred a month, he was giving me low numbers. He's like, it'll pay itself off kind of thing. He's like, it's worth it. He's like, this is a long play. This is not short. We're not trying to get someone, get them for like a thousand dollars and kick him out in like three months. He's like, we're going for the long haul. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that's a, you know, that's a winning strategy. It is. Yeah. A lot of marketing I learned from him. I just didn't realize that we joke at his studio that he's more of a marketer than an actual mar martial artist. Martial <laughs> arts is a nice second. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I'll encourage any, anyone listening, you know, to join uh, a networking group, you know, so you uh, it's, if you haven't done it or if you never tried doing networking before, it's scary. You know, for me in the beginning, I, I'm hiding in a corner. Right. But mm -hmm. then, you know, what I would encourage you, uh, instead of a numbers game, you know, people, some people collect just a lot of, uh, business cards or when they do like Zoom meetings now, they just, you know, email blast everyone and they call it a day. You know, I encourage you for a meeting when you first started, maybe wait one or even two meaningful connection. And after the meeting, you follow up with them. You know, you, you, uh, set up a call, um, or a Zoom meeting, you know, to have them talk about their business. Um, don't talk about you the whole time, you know, ask them to go. People like to talk about themselves, you know, yes. especially in the business setting, you know, uh, company ex executive love to talk about their industry. They, they love to talk about what they do. And then think about if there are certain way that you can help them, you know, to do uh, what I call uh, give this gain. And then in return, you know, they got to, if you help them, they got to ask you, how can I help you? Then, you know, you'd be ready with uh, what you're trying to do. And especially you have to tell them exactly who is the right client for you. Because, you know, they, you know, with your title, they might think uh, there are certain clients that is best for you, but you don't really work with those demographics. So be ready. And I encourage everyone to write down who their ideal clients are and rehearse it in your head. So when someone, you know, willing to help you today, you know, so Josh, I'm willing to help you now. So what's your ideal client for you? Then you got to be really to uh, able to tell them short and sweet, you know, don't go on all 
30 minutes just to tell them who the ideal client is. Give them something that they can act on. Give them something uh, that, you know, they're able to act on it for you. And, you know, then with practice and re- rehearse for your ideal client, uh, then you'll make more meaningful connection uh, through business networking. Yes. It, the the keep it simple is the, the best approach when it comes to that. All right, guys, that's the end of part two. Thank you for listening. Any questions, comments, concerns, the usual. I'm going to drag this out. Make you guys, I want you guys to get to the Twitter, YouTube eventually when I get to that. Um, just hit me up. And uh, don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, etc. Whatever your thing is, man. No judgment.